This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So welcome to the LA Soccer Hub podcast. I have a very special guest with me, Jen Flores. She's our very own photographer for us. She's a lead photographer. Thanks Jen, so much for show. having me, Gio. As always, uh, very pleased to work with LA Soccer Hub. Yeah, so uh, obviously you helped co-found LA Soccer Hub. You're very passionate about what you do. So I want to like dig deep into your story and how you became a photographer um, and like what got you inspired into all that. Um, some of the accolades before like, you get started. So Jen's been with me for like over a year now. Um, she helped out with like the Fantasy Sports Cave, uh, you know, shooting content for like the NBA, the Clippers, LAFC, LA Galaxy, uh, the United States women's uh, soccer team. WNBA, um, US men's WNBA, um, pretty much done. You've done it all. Like if I'm missing a sport, you let me know. Um, yeah, so you you kind of go out there, and what, one thing that I really like about you is just is just mm-hmm. your creativity and how you create that. I, I call them albums just on Instagram, and how you you know the detail right. work and everything uh, that you put into it, and I really do admire your creativity. So, how did you get started with you like know, photography? It's it's a tough question to answer, um, but I even looking back to my childhood days, um, I always saw myself with camera at hand or behind a camera per se, um, always standing behind the lens, uh, trying to capture um, photos of my family members, of my siblings, friends, you name it. Um, and so I think that that passion has always been in in me, but. I think that it wasn't I wasn't able to express it as much as I'm expressing it now due to, you know, the availability of gear or, you know, my parents ability to purchase camera for me. And so when I was able to purchase my my first camera, my first DSLR after um, earning my I think a couple of paychecks in. But after, you know, getting a, a job, I was able to do that. And I think that's where it all began in 2016 27 end of 2016 more going into 2017 where I purchased my first camera and from then like I I haven't looked back um and I think uh that it's just in in this industry in this field you always have to be pointing forward you know there's not much to look back on when you you have a goal in mind and I think that joining Fantasy Sports Cave and, as you mentioned, co-founding LA Soccer Hub has really allowed me to express my creativity in ways that I didn't think possible and in ways that um, many years back I probably wouldn't have the possibility to do. Um, So, you know, it has a lot to do with the people around me, Um, people such as yourself giving me the opportunities to do what I love because it truly did begin as as a passion. Um, like I said, always, you know, taking the camera away from whoever was getting ready to take a shot and, you know, making the shot my own. So um, I look back mm-hmm. at photographs and I, I know that I took them even at a young age and 
I, I see that I'm not in many pictures because I was too busy taking it, but you know, I'm okay with that. That's the, and that's the life of the photographer, Absolutely. right? Like, oh, I'm the one that took that, like, took that, like you, you recognize your photos and the photos Absolutely. that you took. Like, um, that's one thing that I've noticed. Yeah, no, I was going to say, that's one thing that I've noticed about photographers that like, yeah, I took that photo or I know who took that photo, you know, uh, photographers really know who took, who took the photos and Right. And, and I play, I mess around a lot with my family. I'm like, oh, you don't, you wouldn't have such great photo if it weren't for me. Um, but, but at the same time, like I, I <laughs> like being involved in photos too. So um, I don't shy away from that either. But it's just interesting how even from a young age, you start to develop your own, your own looks and your own way of shooting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of, of, who I am now and what I want to do in the future has a lot to do with with how I, I was brought up, of course, but the accessibility that I had to tools. Mm -hmm. Like a camera is not easy to come by for many people. And No, not at all. They're like yeah. a couple hundred, especially uh, like, you know, if you want to get a de decent one's like 300, easily, 400, you know, and, and that's, that's money that not everyone has to spend. Um, especially when you start looking mm -hmm. into the sports photography industry, um, a decent lens, uh, a good lens is costing you about $2,000 up and, and no less, you know? So, um, that's what a lot of feel. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much the lens. I didn't realize how much lenses really cost until I actually started, you know, mm -hmm. associating myself with you guys and everything. And I'm like, dang, you guys are walking around, obviously now thousands of dollars with this stuff, and it and it obviously right. makes a difference. It, right? it makes all the difference because I didn't start off with the best things, and even now I still have ways to go. But it's about the vision that you adapt and I keep repeating vision the word vision but it's truly about that like identifying your own ways of shooting and I think that that can be done even with the, with the cheapest lens uh for lack of better words but mm -hmm. you know that's why I always tell people to not be discouraged by what they have like you know it's the shot doesn't always say the lens you're shooting with um and, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, I, I hope to, in the near future, be able to, you know, voice this a little more and be able to encourage people to pursue it because it's not an easy industry, especially for, for women. Um, it, it, it yeah, being a no. male-dominated, yeah. You make, you make, yeah, you, you make a great point. dominated industry, it's not easy. And, you're often very intimidated by those around you. You're you're not seen with 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 the respect you deserve. Um, so it's about acquainting yourself with with that reality of things. Um, and and so mm -hmm. again, not allowing yourself to get discouraged by anything uh, because it's easy to do that. No. I yeah, and you've done. I mean, you've done such a such a great job. Um, even even when I first started just doing sports, I would, um, you know, you can just start off with your phone nowadays. I mean, that's how I started, and then obviously you gradually, you uh, you build your way up. And I feel like one thing that whether it's you or me that has not limited us to start was like some people think, oh, mm -hmm. I need these thousand dollar cameras and everything like that. That's when you're already when you know what you're doing. And I think when you're first getting started is, you know, whatever you can afford or whatever you can get. Right. 
okay, you start off with that and then you kind of move your way up. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I have a similar path. Um, but what I want to talk about now is like, talk to me about like, uh, like a typical day when you go to the stadium or a game, say you're going to a soccer game, whatever, right? So LAFC right. versus LA Galaxy. Talk to me about your process and stuff, mm -hmm. like what time you usually get there, um, you know, what you do and everything in prep, and then after the game and the editing and the next day and posting. Just yeah. talk to me about your whole process. So game days are like full-on game days, you know. They remind me much of my um, – athletic days in high school prepping for it you know mentally days before because you know every game every environment every stadium is different and I think the hype going into games mm. like LAFC LA Galaxy like there's a little more added pressure even for the photographers um a typical game day um I like to have relaxed game days you know I, I don't like to plan anything prior to the games I like to arrive with time sometimes even two hours ahead. Um, so I'll talk a little about my LAFC game days. Um, they usually consist of me um, arriving at the game um, and going through security and then making my way up to the press box where uh, they provide us with meals and drinks and then going back down to the photographer's room and, and assuring I have a seat that I, that I, I'm well acquainted with and I know that I want to sit there to capture a certain style of shots um the processes are different for every stadium they seat you differently um there's a bit more leniency mm -hmm. yeah that can be yeah. tricky sometimes um, too because right? you know sometimes I mean if I sit in the north end I for sure know I'm gonna get showered in beer you know and so having the mm -hmm. the the gear that I have, I have to be protective of that $2,000 lens, you know, like I have to prep myself, I have to shield mm -hmm. that lens in any way I can. So th there are some challenges, but, um, you know, it's a buildup of emotions, even for the photographers to, to go through that game day experience. Um, you know, often I get to interact with fans who's helping you out with fan interviews so that's fun you know you get to see a different part of the game mm -hmm. um go ahead yeah and I was and I was gonna say there's just so much even going on because depending where you sit you also kind of have to talk about like uh you know you also gotta yeah. have to get the prep for the angles right because you know trying to get that that good shot or say Carlos Vela or Chicharito they, mm -hmm. they, you know these players are going so quick and you're uh, you know whether you're adjusting to the light of the stadium it may be larger darker and everything like that and then getting that photo um so when you're shooting do you look at the photos right then and i try not to i know it's a bad habit most most photographers consider it a bad habit but i feel like i i have to look at them throughout the game at certain points because um you know the lighting changes sometimes you go into a game there's daylight daylight outside other times, you know, and then it transitions mm -hmm. to the stadium lights. So that can be tricky adjusting those settings. And it also depends on the angle you're sitting. If I'm sitting on the north end side of the field, it's going to be different than if I was sitting in the south side. So that can be a little tricky. And it also depends on, like, the, the, the team's jersey's colors, you know, or the opposing team's color. Um, it's just a, thing, a matter of lighting and how the lighting sometimes reflects on, on a white jersey as opposed to a black jersey. 
at least that's what I found myself. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that gets a little complicated. Sometimes you're chatting with photographers and you're like, oh, I can't get my settings right. And then they're like, yeah, I can't get mine either. Or I hate this shot. Mm -hmm. But then um, you look at them on a mm -hmm. bigger screen once you're home and, and you're able to salvage a shot, you know. And I think that's just the beauty of mm -hmm. editing and really taking the time to work a shot up. Um, I, I don't consider myself the best editor. I think I very do. I do very minimal compared to others, which is something that I'm working on to elevate um, my photography. But mm -hmm. you know, there's always room for improvement in in, in photography, and I think that. Um, there's always something to, to work towards or be inspired by. Yeah, and no, one thing I, get, I credit you, I mean, you you do a great job editing uh, with your photos, but I think what you do even a better job, which mm -hmm. I think something that I've harp on you and any other photographers is to be able to right. storytell through those photos, you know, because you can just edit the photos, but if you're able to really storytell, and I think you you do a really great job of storytelling through those photos and um and editing through and, and showing that through the edited photos. Um so talk to me okay after the game and stuff and then how 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 much time because I want really people to grasp how much time it takes you to like after the game. Cause after the game that's when you just kinda like I mean that's everybody goes home but you're just kinda yeah. halfway through your your night or your Yeah, your so you know by the, the time event, right? the the 90 minutes are over, you know, you're already there for like four hours. You say you go two hours earlier, two hours uh, pre-game time. And then um, by the time you're, those 90 minutes hit, you're already two, four hours in. So you're exhausted. You know, it's actually exhausting walking from one end of the field to the other and carrying a lot of weight, um, in your backpack of camera gear so at, at that point you're exhausted and you're like you know I still have at least two more hours of you know post-game interviews and then maybe um uploading photos onto your computer for the next day for them to be ready to edit you know and it, it's it's a it's a long process you know some some photographers you know for them it's just they normally don't stay for post-game interviews, but given the size of our team, you know, we, we put in that extra effort, we back each other up, and we stay um, for post-game mm -hmm. interviews if, if one of us is not there, you know? And I think that that, that just goes to show that the team bond that's here and the willingness to grow um, LA Soccer Hub and also the willingness to provide people with the best content out there, you know, because not everyone's providing the same amount of content. So if something happens in, in the beat of a moment, you want to be there to report it. Um, so I think that a lot of people oversee the process. You know, it takes a lot to edit a photo. Um, and it takes, it takes a, a village sometimes, like creating, you know, like, it, although mm -hmm. we're like a team of like two or three, but, you know, it, it's, it's, total teamwork um getting people and being able to um interact with with other photographers and being able to provide the storytelling 
Yeah, and that, like I said, that's one thing I, I really do uh, credit you in the way that you do it and the way you go about it. Because, I mean, just, just I've seen some a lot of the people, um, I would say, mimic the type of style that you have. Because every photographer, photographer has a different style, but I think there's a lot of people. Your style is very, uh, is very unique, but I see other styles that are very similar. And then I see, we've seen a couple of pro teams kind of copy mm -hmm. our, uh, your style and the style that we do, which kind of just goes to show what we're doing is unique, is different, and it's it's forward. And like, you know, it's, yeah. it's something new. It's not just it's a photography, um, which, which I really do like your creativity. Um, so now talk to me about like, who, who has been like a, a team or a favorite athlete that you just know what, like either they're so photogenic or they're like so easy to photograph. Um, so talk to me about who, who's been your favorite team or players um, to photograph. I want to say, you know, players from the U.S. Women's National Team um, have been thus far the best players to photograph, you know. And I think it go, it's a lot about how I grew up a huge fan of theirs and how in the first opportunity I had to shoot professional soccer was a U.S. Women's National Team game. And the history of games that I've shot um, them in and how that came about, because, you know, the reason why I got into sports photography was because I was um, seeking an opportunity to have, seeking an opportunity to photograph the U.S. Women's National Team. And from there, that's when I took more onto um, photography. And, I mean, in terms of individual players, I've always admired Alex Morgan and Kobe Bryant. And so um, last year I had the opportunity to mm. see them both on the same day, on the same field at the Rose Bowl when the U.S. Uh, women's national team played after their World Cup win um, and came down to Los Angeles. Uh, that was the first glance I got to take at, at Kobe Bryant. So I was over the moon, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, being able yeah. to, you know, photograph my childhood heroes was a dream come true. Yeah, and uh, rest in peace, Sokovi. I mean, I was so jealous because <laughs> I, I was so jealous of you because I didn't go to the game and you went to the game. And I right. obviously no one knew Kobe was going to go to the game. Um, but, like, you was there and you got a shot. You got a shoot him and like, you know, be up close, which is, I mean, just being around him is, is just such a cool feeling. And then, I mean, yeah. months later, I had the opportunity to meet him and stuff, but it's just like, it's just one of those figures that like, you know, you meet and stuff. Like, I don't know for me, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if this happened, ha has happened to you. I mean, us being around so many athletes now, like, um, it's, it's a cool feeling, but every now and then I feel like, like, uh, Kobe is one of those plays that I, yeah. no matter yeah, what, I, I still was... was starstruck the first time I saw him, you know, it's like, it was just like, it was, it's just one of those yeah. things that like, no matter how many times you do it, it there's certain people in the world, certain, you know, that you're like, yeah, no, yeah. Damn, and like, then this is Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, cause you just yeah, idolize him for I, so much, I for so long. He was there until I saw him across the pitch, and I was starstruck, like, in person for the very first time. Like, I had dreamt of that day. Um, when he was close to retirement, that that go away season, I purchased nosebleeds for like over a hundred dollars 
to watch him play once, but um, he didn't play that game and he didn't suit the bench. So I was very heartbroken by that. And I thought, oh my, I thought like, yeah, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. My, my idol. And you know, in, in high school, they would call me Mamba J. Um, that's a name that, yeah. So oh, that's, that's a name that um, my classmates started. No. Why? Because so, you always wore like Kobe stuff? Yeah, or it was just, that. Everybody and know you love Kobe? Or what? When they would go watch my games, like that, the person that, he started calling me that he noticed that I would play through injuries and I would play with the mentality that not many others had like you I would just push through things you know and it was like game focus mm. that Mamba mentality that Mamba I always mentality. admired and so Mamba Jay picked out like picked up and um I I was that was my username for years still my username for some accounts and you know, it was hard to change um, account names because I don't want to let go of Mamba J. But, you know, I think uh, to some people, I'll always be Mamba J. And it's just a beautiful thing to be able to, you know, tell that story, um, especially now after his tragic pass- passing. Um, I was very heartbroken. Um, I had people reaching out to me because they knew how, how much I loved and and will always love Kobe. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. That's the piece to the goat. Yeah, no. Um, I'm, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't even know that story till now. Uh, which I'm glad. Which I'm glad. Which I'm glad you shared. Um, because I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. so many people have so many uh, right. Kobe stories, and I'm glad you have one that you obviously were up there and close. Because I mean, so many people were just. You know, just I yeah. for a far beginning. And you know, I, I, I got I know, got to see him, him be a girl dad that day. Him. And it was just amazing. Like I, I didn't see the basketball player. Mm-hmm. I saw Maybe. the girl dad. Um Yeah, because he was there with his was, was, was there, it both of his daughters. He was there with just, three. Uh, um I think his wife, Vanessa, had just given birth oh, to Capri. So he was there with uh Natalia, Gigi and, and Bianca. And he was he was so loving to them. Um, I even recall him taking a break from speaking to Mia Hamm and other um, players, other of the 99ers, and, and taking his daughter on a bathroom break, I believe it was. And, you know, he was just so incredibly present and such a good father. And I think that that's not a side everyone got to see. So I was really glad um, I got to witness that. That, you know what that that I mean that, yeah. that seeing that whole different side of Kobe is pretty cool. You know, just seeing how he tra- transitioned and he was just so successful in so many things that he did. Um, so I repeat to Kobe one more time. I right, So what advice do you have to like to some photographers? You know that they're looking, they're you know like wanting to start out, but they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously you were in their shoes. Like, what advice do you have to people that just want to do sports photography? Like, hey. I want to shoot, you know, sports. I want to go shoot LAC. Yeah. I want to go shoot. I want to um, do the same you know, thing you're doing, Jen. How do I do that? The first advice I would be, I would give them is certainly to not allow themselves to be discouraged or to not allow other people's feedback to bring them down. And I think part of being a photographer is believing in your work and sh- taking a strong um, point 
and and being able to truly express yourself through it i think that what some people lack when they're starting to begin is that they see um the magnificent work everyone else is creating and they want to replicate that off the bat and they want to adapt to their styles right off the bat but i think that when you're new to it and when you want to get started in something you have to go on your your own path and at your own pace because it's not easy and it's very easy to get discouraged like um adapting to manual settings is much different than using the auto settings and for some people like they may they may get stuck there and it may take some some time for them to get over that barrier but they also don't have to be fearful of asking for help um i think that's very key um mm-hmm. and networking it's a lot about networking and finding opportunities even when you think you won't find them think that there's always opportunities there for people to explore yeah no and i and i and i was gonna say uh, that's one thing i was gonna say to you is just adding the networking right that's how you and i just met you know i think it Mm -hmm. was through like kelly or something like that and just like i mean i i mean Mm -hmm. i didn't know of you until kelly and then once Kelly introduced me to you, and then I was like, saw your yeah. work, I was like, wow, she's an incredible photographer. And then kind of just one thing mm-hmm. to another, then now, bam, like a year later, you know, you're like our lead Thank photographer. You. And you're like, yeah, no, and, and, and you know, I'm, I always express how thankful mm-hmm. I am for you allowing me that opportunity um, and allowing me to also express my creativity and not, you know, many times I feel that, you know, people try to take the lead in everything. And I think you've, you've been respectful of, of that, that creativity that I've had and, and the tones that I've adapted and being able to put my vision forward with, without you stepping in has been a huge part of why our work is where it is. Um, and be, being able to like speak through things, mm-hmm. um, and, and putting those visions together mm-hmm. to obtain what we have right now. Yeah, no, exactly. One thing, one thing that I, I feel like so many people that mm-hmm. have, like feel in charge or whatever, they don't let creative people like yourself right. be yourself. They want to control every aspect, and then that's where things don't go hand in hand, and a lot of things uh, just don't end well because they don't understand. Exactly. They don't. You don't have to control everything. But that's my little. That's my little mm-hmm. rat on that. That's just my little rat on that. Um, just final thing, Jen. Um, obviously you you mentioned this, but. To all the girls out there and stuff, you, you said it's male dominated and stuff. I think you've done such a great job of being uh, one very confident and asking mm-hmm. for questions and doing all those things. That's what I want to tell other young women in the sports because the way I look at it, whether you're a man or female or whatever, it doesn't. I don't right. see it that way. I see it whether you're talented, right? That's going to define. And I do see that you're very talented and then you do stand out from the crowd because of your work, not just on the field, but after Thank the field you. and everything else that comes with that. You so know, it's very appreciated and it starts with support like that, um, that leads to confidence and, um, you know, expressing talent can't be done without support. And so, again, I'm always thankful for the support you, you show me and show, show our team. Mm-hmm. No, Jen. Well, thank you. 
appreciate it. Uh, thank you for ho hopping on the podcast, um, sharing your story. We're going to be sharing more of the stories. Uh, but this is our first podcast. This is episode one for the LA Soccer Hub. It's going to get better from here and have more and more people hop on the podcast. As so for right now, you can listen to this on Spotify. We will surely be on Apple Podcasts and all the streaming platforms on there. For, let the people follow you on social media. Yeah, they can follow me at Legendary Photos and, of course, always see my work at LA Soccer Hub on Instagram. Exactly. And got Instagram, Twitter. Oh, we're going to get on Twitter. We got Facebook. That's right. Uh, we just got to get the Twitter going. And guys, of course, give Jen a follow. Give us a follow. We're slowly going to increase this uh, one step at a time. And you guys can also follow me at Gio Garcia LA, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, Jen, once again, thank you for sharing of course, your story. Of course, thank you. Have a great night. Peace.